Hello, Integrity Church, or anyone who's listening. My name is Ben Tugwell, and this is the Mature and Multiply podcast. Today is Thursday, April 30th, and we are going to jump into our second One Another in the One Another series. Last week, we looked at what it means to love one another, and love one another is really the beginning of all one another's. If you don't understand what love one another means, it's hard to do the rest. And so I encourage you to go back and and listen to the first episode of this series, Love One Another. But today we'll be talking about what it means to welcome one another. You're going to see this in Romans 15 verse 7. It says, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Now, many times we think of welcome one another. We think of a greeting. We think of shaking hands, or even we see in the Bible as greet one another with a holy kiss. And I actually have a pretty funny story about that. I remember being doing ministry in a pretty rural area, and there was this man who used to come to our church. He, he dressed in, in really uh, kind of worn clothing and had a big long beard. He kind of looked like a professional wrestler and always walked around barefooted. He walked up to me one Sunday and he kissed me right on the cheek, like just centimeters away from my lips. And he said, the Bible says, greet one another with a holy kiss. And I've never wanted to know the context of that verse more than that moment in my life. I wanted to know it certainly doesn't mean that. But what the Bible means when it says greet one another with a holy kiss, it's really about a warm greeting. In that culture, that is what you did. You would kiss someone on the cheek. In our culture, we shake hands or we give a high five or a fist bump or a hug, whatever it is. That's how we would greet one another. But when he talks about welcome one another in Romans 15, it's not just about a greeting. It's about a posture of how we treat one another in a way that glorifies God. And so let me give you some examples of that. If you've been in the church long enough, perhaps you've heard the word accountability. And many times we think of accountability, we've seen it done all sorts of ways. We've seen it done in sort of this, okay, I'm going to meet with you and you're going to meet with me and we're going to meet up at a coffee shop and we're going to read a a chapter of the Bible a day or a book of the Bible, we'll study it together and we'll have a list of questions that we ask ourselves. We're going to ask ourselves, how's it been with your thoughts and how's it been with your attitude at work or how's it been with your daily devotions or prayer time? And then we all kind of come back with the same, right? We always come back with, oh, I didn't do as well as I'd like to. I read maybe two out of the seven days or half the days, or maybe I had a great week. And if we didn't have a good week, we always say, well, let's just try to do better next time. And we'll hold each other accountable. We'll call each other during the week and make sure we do it. Maybe I'll pose to you a different option when it comes to accountability. And it really ties into this idea of welcome one another. Because what ends up happening is in accountability or often in discipleship relationships, we end up with a sort of legalistic approach. I'm going to challenge you. I'm just going to tell you to to do better next week. I'm going to challenge you to to work harder next week. And and it's often based on this idea of willpower. But welcome one another as Christ has welcomed us is sort of this person that's in your corner. That's, as we've said, 
as we've challenged you, as we're reading First and Second Peter, someone who's really in the well with you, meaning they're going to say, I am for your joy. I'm for your best interest. And you are free to share with me whatever you want to share without condemnation, without judgment, without rejection. This is how Christ has welcomed us. Remember, he saved us in spite of us. And so one one of the things you want to do when you want to welcome one another, it's not just, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions each week. It's really, okay, you struggled this week. You struggled this week in, in this area. Now, let's get to the root of why you struggled. Let's go to the motives of your heart and the true darkness. Let's go to the reasons why you're running to that comfort. It's sort of like exercising. If you watch a lot of exercise videos, or maybe you take exercise classes or workout classes, what you'll often find is there's a high emphasis on strengthening the core. And if you don't strengthen the core, it's hard for you to properly exercise and strengthen other muscles of your body because the core is your center. It holds up everything else. And so what you want to do with accountability, what you want to do with welcoming one another, it's like, okay, I struggled with my thoughts this week. I struggled with my anger this week. Instead of saying, do better, maybe the message is, let's get down to the core. Why do you continue to fall into these patterns. What do you think you're hiding from? What do you think you're running from? Why is that your reaction when you're stressed? Why is that your reaction when you're sad? Why is that your your reaction when you're depressed? And so this is getting to the core of the person that we're trying to love. And we're getting to the core so that we could see all that's behind the curtain so that they could receive grace. And in the Bible, grace is described as God's unmerited favor. That I have favor in you. Now, this doesn't mean we ignore sin. It doesn't mean that we excuse it. No, in fact, all of us need grace, truth, and time in order to truly heal. We need that combination. This is why Jesus came when he came in John's gospel. We see in John chapter one that he came full of grace and truth. Jesus showed grace and truth perfectly. And so we should strive to do the same. So if we really want to welcome each other, It's not just, okay, I'm going to hold you accountable and make sure you perform well and make sure that you behave well, because a lot of that's just based on behavior modification. But welcome one another is, it's not just about how you behave. I want to know your true heart. What is it that truly motivates you? What's the idol? What's the sin beneath the sin? And even if you share it with me, I will not condemn you. I'm going to love you and I'm going to give you God's unmerited favor, which means I'm going to give you something that you can't get yourself. I'm going to encourage you, build you up in Christ, point you to the cross, point you back to scripture, point you back to repentance, 
And all of this is key in welcoming one another. So if a church wants to be healthy, if a scattered church wants to be healthy, if we really want to serve each other, even in this season of COVID-19 and we're, we're distanced and when somebody calls us and we, they're frustrated or sad or angry, let's just not say, don't be sad, don't be angry, but try to get to the core. Try to get to the sin underneath. What's the motivation behind this reaction? And if you share it with me, you'll be received well, and you'll be welcomed well, and you'll be loved well, and you'll be pointed back to the cross. And so it's my hope that we would, as a family, as, a, as believers in Christ, as a church, we would truly welcome one another. Go in peace, my friends. 